Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizier. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered to send us an email to inthatnumberpodcasts at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number, episode 113. Kevin, what are we going with this time? We're going with a Harry Potter theme. It's Graham Potter and the Shower of Shite. Oh, we're going with the Shower of Shite now, are we? <laughs> uh, and, the, and, the, and the Deadly Header. Okay, yeah, that works. Um, another unhappy one, I'm afraid. But I'm not going to lie, I am not at my best. Um, and I, I suppose... All of you aren't either after watching that. But yeah, today we will go through Wednesday night's game against Man City at the Etihad and today's homecoming against Brighton. Uh, with me, as always, is the one and only Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Say hello, Kevin. Hello. Would you all like to join me in wishing a very happy belated birthday 
uh, to the legend who celebrated this Thursday gone. Happy birthday to the one and only Nigel Adkins. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't say it, I was going um, <laughs> to. I'm just yeah, kidding. Obviously, happy birthday to you too as well, Kev. Every year, it creeps up on me, yours, and I always seem to forget that you share your day with Nigel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think with the student at the moment we were discussing, because she's got the same birthday as me, um, what famous people were born on the same day. Um, there's, there's not many. I mean, Douglas Adams, one of my favourite authors. Don't know who he is. Uh, oh, Nigel Adkins, of course. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> it's okay. People mean a lot to me, but not to not to anybody else. But yeah, I'm really proud to uh, share, share share a birthday with with Big Nigel. Uh, how did you spend your day? Um, I was working, but I uh, also had a. Uh, massage, which is much nicer than the last one uh, that Marina put me in for. And in the evening, we finally, because after all of the COVID lockdowns and stuff, just managed to put it off and forget about it. Last year, I was um, given a gift certificate to f- fly in a wind tunnel. So we did that in the evening. Oh, I did that like, a couple of years ago now. Yeah? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quite strange. Um, but yeah, no, I felt I felt like a fish just banging my head against the wall of the aquarium. But um, yeah, Marina seemed to think I did quite well. But um, yeah, you should see my beard afterwards. Um, I'll, I'll show you a photo. But it's <laughs> it just mangled. <laughs> Parted. <laughs> um, also, wishing all the mothers out there a very happy Mothering Sunday. Uh, yeah. I hope you all jetted out nice and early this morning to pamper your mother with gifts and socially distanced of course um, and and swiftly left and said sorry mum you know saints are on early so i'll see you later because yeah that's exactly what i did and i'm so glad i did that thank you very much saints for once again ruining my week and continuing on the weekend as well um kev i just want to say before we get into the saints news um the announcement of murray walker's death yesterday yes horrible and he's gone 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 um yeah. good inside, yeah very but yeah, growing up, he was very much part of Hello, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Got so many good memories of Mary Walker. But yeah, rest in peace. Um, Kevin, uh, ITN News. Yes, go on. This is ITN In That Number News. OK, I want to start off by congratulating... Salford City in winning the Pizza Cup. <laughs> I can't remember who they beat in the final yesterday, Kev. Help me out. Some other shit team. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How shit you have to be to what's been a non-league team until quite recently to lose to them on penalties as well. And Kenny's gone. Oh, is he now? Yeah, he has, yeah. He's gone. Oh, shit. Yeah. He was our, he was our only hope. <laughs> I might get someone good in now. I know. <laughs> um... And in terms of football, not that, not that uh, those up the road don't play it, but yeah, uh, our reporter, our new reporter, actually, Alex Haas, has brought you news this week um, that you can look out for on our Instagram and Facebook feed uh, regarding the future of Mario Lamina and Ryan Bertrand. So please check out the latest on them on our page, and then there'll be more to come as well. Very tasty indeed. Well done, Alex. Uh, Saints B had another difficult outing on Monday night, losing 5-1 away at Blackburn. Jaden Smith with our goal. 
we remain one point behind Leicester in 12th place. It's um, it's really, really not looking good for them either. A little bit of transfer news. Vestergaard is on Mourinho's uh, radar at Spurs. Apparently, that is according to the Daily Mirror. Daily so Mirror, I would take yeah. that with an absolute fuckload of salt. Yeah, um, but still, nevertheless, I wouldn't blame him at the moment, to be honest. Just want to briefly say that um, young goalkeeper, 19-year-old Jack Bycroft, he signed in a new contract to keep us at Mary's until 2024. So, um, yeah, hope that's a good sign. Yeah, put him in now. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know, wait until we play Leicester and, and then he can ship four or five. Yeah. yeah. It's an initiation ceremony for all keepers. Yes. Last week we posed the question on Gal. We said discuss his ownership. Um, and we had a message from Saints FC memes uh, on Instagram. And he said it doesn't really have a problem with him. Uh, why make an unprofitable football club even more unprofitable just to be able to compete? The whole football system is fucked, not our tight-fisted owner. Many clubs have tried to buy success and failed spectacularly. Just look at them down the road, up the Saints. What do you make of that, Kev? Yeah, I mean... I it's, it's a difficult position because, I mean, we are underfunded and we do need investment in certain areas and we're not getting that and that's really come to bite us in the arse now. But I think we're it's more that we're paying the price for previous uh, management decisions and uh, transfer decisions that have gone wrong with, with in, in relation to the squads and... Um, we've said this before, be careful what you wish for. Um, I can understand the anger and frustration of, of the gow out hashtag, but um, yeah, it could, you could get someone in who's just going to asset strip and yeah, treat us as a pig to be fattened, as Gow would say. <laughs> yes. Um, and on the flip side of that, we had an email from Tony, uh, and he says, if we want to be competing for the likes of the Europa League, or at least be trying, we need to have a bigger squad and more quality. We've seen time and time again how we can struggle with for goals. We saw it again today, didn't we? Um, we need to give Ralph what he needs in terms of funding to strengthen in the summer. Gal has never shown interest in making us compete. He would love us treading water and him making a big fat profit. We need an owner who wants the best for the club, not just himself. Uh, I mean, I don't know that it's, it's him wanting the best for himself. Um, I think that his hands are pretty much tied in that he can't really do much in terms of investing in the club and it's not particularly pleasant for the Chinese authorities that they've got um, Chinese ownership of uh, a football club and they're making his life di- difficult as well so yeah, I mean even if he wants to sell now it's not the best time to sell so I do not, not maybe not feel sorry for him but I can understand uh, why, why we're stuck with him if, if, if that's the way you're putting it yeah um, okay and Alex has posed the question for next week. It's uh, regarding the B team, so get in touch with us on them because um, we have, you know, we have a rich history with development, but lately it seems to be failing. They're facing relegation from Premier League Two, um, but it seems like the guys coming through aren't up to snuff either. And Ralph doesn't doesn't seem too impressed with them. He's only bringing them through in emergency situations or loaning too many out. So, you know, get in touch with That's, us. Yeah. On in that number podcast at gmail dot com, um, and we'll discuss that next week. Sorry, Ken. Yeah, that is a problem, not just for for the you know for the B team and for the first team. That uh, we do actually have quite a big squad. It's just that we've you could probably 
Um, you could probably field a full 11 out of all the players that we've lent out. Actually, exactly. We've got a starting 11, basically, that we've loaned out to various clubs um, throughout the leagues. And, yeah, I mean, Wesley Hoot is still a Southampton player. You know, Lamina, um, Slattery, Angus Gunn, Jan Battery, Shane Long, you know, some of them even signed new contracts, Bokens, Hesketh, you know. Um, this goes on. So, in my opinion, I think we could do with having them with us to work with rather than doing them. But mm, there you go. What do you know? Mm. Yeah. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay then, Kev, Man City, um, 5 2. That's it. We'll leave it at that. And to Brighton. <laughs> no, 5-2. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne with a brace. Riyad Mahrez with a brace. Edison with a brace. Guardiola with a brace. Every fucker under the sun with a brace. Uh, and Gundogan. Some fucking orthodontists out there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, Gundogan chipped in too, I suppose. Um, Prousey with the penalty for us and Adams trying to make it close. But Kev City were just too strong for us. And as strange as this sound, it wasn't a total disaster. I didn't feel bad... Losing 5-2 as I did today. Anyway, okay, we had massive defensive errors, so, you know, there's nothing new. But we had moments where we looked half decent. And let's not forget, you know, this side looks destined for the title now. We, we started very well. I mean, we had the potential. It, it, well, it, it did have the potential to turn far, far worse than it did. Um, and I, I, yeah, so I, th- I think we played worse and, and lost by fewer, like, like today, for instance. Um, I know me and you were chatting during... I think it was half time in this game, and you weren't too pleased then. Um, but how about now? No. I mean, how did you see that, that defeat? Uh, I mean, okay, there are some positives that you can look at. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just really frustrated and annoyed by that, by this game, uh, right from when the squad came out. And it's another confusing Ralph squad that had all the commentators either wondering how it's going to work or getting it completely fucking wrong. Um, I just don't think any of the broadcasters or main media, mainstream media outlets uh, got it right. Um, I don't think Ralph got it right either, to be fair. No, not at all. But the, the first 15 minutes had me thinking, maybe he is on to something. Um, but then, you know... Reality. I, and... Yeah, I realised, and I guess the squad realised too, they can't defend for shit, and especially not, not against Manchester City. No, and well, I mean, he, re- he did opt for the four-two-two-two, and I think we knew that he was going to rest the players, so we could be assured of of a victory against Brighton. Yeah, good decision yeah. that was in the end. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, yeah uh, not necessarily right off the City game, but it was always going to be you know a difficult task with all without a full-strength squad. But he made the six changes, and you know, Ings injured, replaced by Redmond. Teller, Minamino, Diallo, Walker-Peters all rested and replaced by Stevens, Gineppo, Adams and Salisu. Uh, McCarthy was replaced by Forster. I mean, were you happy with the selection? Because, I mean, Bertrand was playing on the right. Salisu was on the left. Stevens is in centre midfield. It's a fucking weird one, isn't it? No, I wasn't really. um, I didn't think that was going to work out um, at all. And it was... I think now, at this point in the season, it's it's a bit cynical to basically been this game or not risk the players against the stronger sides try and keep them in against the games that we really need to win maybe it's, that is something that we should have been doing a lot earlier in the season 
um, during that really bad run of form, maybe, you know, not putting out the strongest of the strongest 11 each time. And, uh, and you know, two games a week or three games in 10 days or whatever, and causing all those injuries that we've been suffering from. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to take. Definitely, yeah. But I say we, we started okay, but uh, well, after City took the lead through De Bruyne, that was, a, I suppose, it was a well worked City goal. It was typical. Um, but our play from then was pretty good, Kev, because I think mean, Redmond had a dig, didn't he? And not long after that, Vestergaard pulled off in the box. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Laporte tugs him, aren't we? Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the strongest of penalty shots, I mean, was, you know, on the weaker side, but um, yeah, it does put him. Yeah. Penalty, fine. I can take that. Yeah, definitely. And then perhaps he goes right down the middle. 1-1. One, one. Happy days. We're smiling again. Yeah. I mean, that, that goal that they did score, the, the De Bruyne one, I mean, that is their first real shot on goal. Not only that, it's their first, first time that they encroached into our box at all. That just shows how easy it is once they're there. Well, yeah, but once, you know, they were just waiting to pounce, weren't they? Yeah. Bertrand is, I mean, he's just asleep, isn't he? Zinchenko. Um spots that you can run into that little area there on the left and real smart ball to pick out Foden Mac does well to save the, the shot from from Foden but yeah De Bruyne is right there to, to jump on the rebound and yeah I don't know I think there, there should be a defender there or thereabouts for, for, as that you know line of line of defence we were completely failed there. Yeah, it won't be the first time in the week, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, despite the 5-2, Kev, and, you know, the seven goals and City extending their lead, blah, 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 the most talked about thing post-game was McCarthy yeah. um, taking out Foden. And VAR, I mean, I don't even know what VAR were looking at there because Jonathan Moss says, no, that's not a penalty. Um, VAR backed him up. But that's a penalty, surely, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're watching. It definitely wasn't the game. Um, no. <laughs> fuck, you know. It's, it's um, refreshing to be on on the right end of the um, AR fuck-up for once. Um, <laughs> Maka really got away with that one. He did. I mean, Christ, he didn't, he didn't get a shadow of the ball on it. But, I mean, I, I just want to add that Foden was fantastic there. Because yeah, not, not going not, down. Yeah, not only did he... Did he, you know, not go down? Didn't didn't take a dive? Didn't complain? There was just no appeal whatsoever. But I tell you, he he better not be pulling that shit for England in the Euros because we need everyone at their diving best. <laughs> yes, uh, that taught him, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> go down when he can. Yeah, but he really, really wanted to score. He said, you know, he still had the ball, so all right, I'll make a go for it. But then, you know, um, we got back and got into it. Um, but yeah, maybe he just knew that uh, City were going to absolutely fucking. Gang bangers anyway, so <laughs> didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. No, and they took the lead through. Well, Shay Adams giving a gift to Mares. Well, Adams just got the ball. He's he's tried yeah. to tried a sideways pass and well, he's just rolled it along the eighteen yard box. Um, Big no no. Pretty much, yeah, straight to Riyad Mahrez. <laughs> well, worst person you could possibly give it to, and then yeah, two two one City, uh, and then just when you think we're going to go in at half time only a goal down Gundogan makes it three and that's it we're just like well fucking hell not necessarily deserved it it was it was quite 
I mean, I think this is when me and you messaged back and forth, and it was, you were fuming. You were just like, I'm not happy yeah. at all. This is, and I, I wasn't as bad. I thought, well, do you know what? I said, we've had chances, and City don't look at their best. That goal, that third goal, really, really sunk us. And I, I believe that if we would have gone out into the second half, only 2-1 down, we would have had a better go at them, for sure. I'm not saying we, we may, may, hey, maybe we would have, we would have lost 5-4. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think the Adams one's hard to take. Um, I'd say Adams. Yeah, the Biafmara's goal that Adams pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, gave him on a play. He, yeah, I mean, we go in one-one or even two-one down at halftime. You're still in the match, but yeah, losing the first half three-one, that's going to be a difficult team to, especially you're looking at our bench and thinking, well, you know, can um, <laughs> who have we got there? <laughs> Minamino Will Ferry Yeah Will Ferry Yeah Diallo Can they fight a firefight um, And then you know Ten minutes into the second half And Mares again And it's 4-1 Game over then At that point <sighs> Yeah I, I was just despondent then um, Well you thought it was going to be a lot more You thought this is it This is going to be another 8-9 Yeah they, they were gutters weren't they I mean Maka had a decent save Beginning that first half Just before the goal And then yeah, Mares gets his second um, I think I was, the floodgates have opened and then they barely, you know, cut back to the match and, um, James Cullen scored. Yeah, that, that, that was really, really pleasing though, Kev. Um, it was an instant and, and we, we, I, I guess it's, it's pleasing because we didn't refuse to, we, I mean, we refused to change our play. We didn't park the bus and they wanted to make City work harder for their points and, and fair play. They kept on and they got a second goal and, Say Ralph was comparing Che to a bottle of ketchup. Yeah, yeah one, one will come and then a lot will. Yeah, um, I suppose so. Yeah, he just needs that that confidence to make those right split second decisions that he maybe hasn't. And pressure's really on to score a lot. I mean, that's the same for a lot of strikers, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they prey on on confidence, don't they? Um, then De Bruyne made it five. That was half an hour or so to go. Um. But that, that was it, Kev. It turned out to be enough, and we wouldn't allow any more, so I suppose you have to look at that considering, you know, five with half an hour still to go. It's just that Man City didn't really fancy anymore. I mean, he took off most of their best players to rest them because the job had been done. Yeah, took off most of their best players and then brought on Aguero, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs a cameo. Um, yeah, but I mean, even he didn't fancy a goal in the end. And, yeah, you know, I think... If parking the bus definitely wasn't a, isn't an option when you're three one four one down, um, but continuing playing that way is not really going to achieve what you need. I think if, if we'd have been planning on parking the bus, we should have done it from the beginning. But we can you can only do that. I mean, we've beaten City in the past, and it's been an early goal, and we've done just that. Sam park the bus. Yeah, but, but like Liverpool yeah. game as well. Yeah, uh, but I don't think you can't do it against this team. Um, no, no, they will just if you sit deep. The deeper you sit on them, then the, you know the, the more trouble you're going to find yourself in. And we we can't defend like that. No, no, but I mean that there was just there was no pressure in the in the midfield. I, I didn't think didn't see us getting forwards at all in that second half. Really, um, nothing new there. Yeah, I mean it's just a, a kind of rest game, really. Yeah. Uh, it, I've got I've got an interesting stat, right? Okay. In two games in Manchester, we've conceded fourteen goals. 
Man City have conceded 13 in 16 games. That's incredible. What do you make yeah, of that? Yeah, I think I heard that either on Sky or the BBC or whatever. Um, it's just a covert way of bringing up the 9 nil, really, isn't it? But yeah, it's not the first team to concede five at the Etihad, and I'm sure we won't be the last, not even the last this season, but, I mean, how many teams try to play like we did, though, Kev, on the plus? We had ten shots, five on target, scored twice. There are positives, um, you know, despite this heavy defeat. When you go on social media or talk, talk to you or other people about the match, it seemed to be a lot more positive than I am, but I've still got that sense of creeping dread that I had um, going into that. Sheffield United win, even after the Sheffield United win, we're not creating enough decent chances. And I, I don't think this match showed that we turned a corner at all. And we've got a must-win match coming up against Brighton. And <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to talk about that in a moment too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I can see the positives there, but they, they definitely don't outweigh the negatives for me. No, OK, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. I mean, Pep did say that for the first 20 minutes, um, we were the best that City have faced all season. So that, that's something that we need to look at. And Definitely a compliment. He always does yeah. talk favourably of Saints. I don't, I don't um, know why. He always talks favourably of Redmond as well. But again, I don't know why. Um, yeah, I don't think they had a little Pep talk after that match. So, um, <laughs> no. Um, man of the match for you, Kevin? Not an easy one. I think Che had a decent match, I think. Um, found the back of the net. Uh, on more than one occasion, like okay, one was chalked off for being on offside, um, uh, quite rightly. Uh, but I think he's definitely back in form. But for that absolute howler, I, I can't give it to him. So I'm just going to give it to Prousey, even though there wasn't a real bite to the midfield. Um, I think the, the spells that he, that when we were good. I think we can, we can look to Paris. He had a couple of cracks, um, shots on goal. He scored a penalty, which they managed to slag off, even though he scored. Um, yeah, I'm going with Prowse as well. I can, you know, most shots, most passes, and slotted the penalty away. At a crucial time as well, I might add, because the, the, the pressure was on there. From 1-0 down, you need to take your chances against City when you get them, and he did. So, um, But yeah, no, no biting, cutting edge to the team whatsoever. We, um, Jack fucking Stevens is not a midfielder. No, but in spite of what we've been saying for years, that why not give him a go in midfield? Because he can't defend. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, you're playing two, that I think if we, you had a single holding midfielder and then you know a slightly high, higher, um, well, a diamond shape, yeah, midfield trio, or yeah, yeah, or a diamond, something like that. Maybe you could fit into the system, but I mean, in our system, I don't think he's got a place in it. To be honest, no, I'm with you. Um, right, okay, so we have to talk about today's game, Brighton. Uh, I mean, yeah, changes again. Same side that started at Sheffield United bar, Danny Ings. Uh, Bertrand back to his usual left back. Kyle Walker-Peters comes back in. Minamino and Diallo, like we expected, were back in. And I've got to say, Kev, there's no excuses, right? This is a great team. And the team made me happy. It's the best that we could have hoped for pre-game. I don't know, I was a little bit like, okay, but why don't they try switching Minamino and Teller around? Leave Minamino up top with Adams just because, you know, of his composure in front of goal. But I don't know, maybe maybe Ralph saw this as an opportunity for Teller to get off the mark. Yeah, right. Um, but once again, awful second half. Same shit, just absolutely fucking clueless. And I, I, 
if we can't beat Brighton at home, then who can we beat? Because I am so livid with this this performance, second half in particular. You've got a, a hope that the answer to that um, slightly rhetorical question is West Brom and Crystal Palace. Because well, <laughs> otherwise we are fucked. Pa- Palace are winning. Burnley beat bloody Everton yesterday. Everyone seems to be picking up points now. And we Leeds picked up a point against Chelsea also. It's... Uh, it's. I don't even know where to start with this game, Kev. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this game. It's. It was just so difficult to watch, and it's. It's becoming. It's the same thing every single game that we just don't know what to do with the ball. How many sideways and backwards passes did we have in this game? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're chasing a game with 20 minutes to go. Where's the urgency? There is nothing there. I realise I'm getting loud and squeaky, but I can't help it. It's just, it's, oh, I don't know. Kevin, take over. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, it's great that it was on the BBC and um, they, they did have someone linked with Southampton who vaguely cares about it in the form of Mark Hughes. And from looking at the match, you'd think that he was um, back in charge. <laughs> because, I mean, we, we have a, a shot blocked and um, somehow we managed... So if we keep possession of the ball, send it all the way back to the keeper, um, you know, across the back line again. Yeah, no urgency at all. It's um, terrible. And that, again, from a set piece, right? Uh, that shock, goal. Shock, shock, shock. Who'd have thunk it? I mean, we might as well. We could have just put out, um, apart from when we played Brighton under Mark Hughes, to be honest, um, yeah, Lewis Dunk, um, Bertrand's marking him for some unbeknown reason. Um, uh, it was a oh, big bastard of a header, wasn't it? Apparently. Yeah, but there's no, no one on the post, and no. I think Forster looked a little bit slow. Yeah, and he was just, uh, I needed to react to it, and he got into the right place, but he was just a fraction, a fraction of a second too late. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll have to ask Tim about this a little bit later, but maybe his, his vision was slightly blocked by his defence, I don't know, but from what I saw, it looked he just looked a little bit too slow for, for me. And well, I mean, Forster he pulled off a, a decent save to um, set up that corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sixteen minutes in, one goal down against Brighton at home. Yeah, at home. it's just yeah. But I mean, okay, the only good thing about this game was the Adams equaliser, and it was another beautifully struck volley. That catch up bottle again. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, having a lovely, lovely bit of form, I suppose. Um, it's timely with Danny's absence, and that's three goals in three. So that's the only good thing I can take from this. And I suppose that phrase I forced to save right before the half from Pascal Gross, because that was a, a heart-in-mouth moment, and he, you know, he stretched down with his with his leg and, and denied him one-on-one. But yeah, yeah Adam, it, was it was, yeah. But the Adams goal was was a beauty again, wasn't it? He's a cracky young man. He scores scorches, doesn't he, Jay Adams? Um, yeah. It was a great ball in from Armstrong into the box. Um, again, uh, <laughs> Bertrand's face, uh, <laughs> um, and, yeah, Lewis Dunk with, with a terrible defensive header, kind of scuffing it backwards and straight to Sheridan's feet and then cracks it on the volley. Beautiful. Um, Lovely stuff. But I think that sums up, I mean, this is, again, that there is a positive in this match and the reaction to going 1-0 down seems to be positive. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, we actually do need to get our feet. So where was that, that reaction from going 2-1 down? Yeah, non-existent, yeah. But it, it was 
too late by then. I mean, they don't move the ball quick enough. They're just so. It's like they're playing with like, they, like they've got all, to, all the time in the world when they haven't. Do they realise that they need to score? It's like they don't care. No, I think you know. In some matches, it's taken the last you know ten minutes. I think like that Everton match, um, they really piled it all on in the last ten minutes, and Everton were um, skillful or lucky enough to defend their way out of it. Um, but here, I mean, it wasn't really until the fourth official had lifted the board that they started thinking, oh shit, you know, time's running out and started to pile into the box. But yeah, yeah, awful. Um, and yeah, I mean, at, at half time, it was tight. It was a tight game. It was cagey. It was, um, I think Brighton probably started better, obviously, you know, the goal. But after that goal, you said positive in the game that they, well, they played the best spell. I think Brighton just upped it a little bit before the break when they had a, had a spell of corners. But Saints were the better side. And is that how you saw it at halftime? Pretty much, yeah, slightly better, I would say. I think, um, yeah, we didn't collapse after going 1-0 down. That's already a positive. Um, we got a goal, great. Um, definitely still in it. And it was ours for the taking, I suppose. But Graham Potter's quite a smart manager. He gets a lot of applause despite their position in the league in, in a way that I think Ralph doesn't get anymore but he shows why he's so popular um, he's a very very good manager I think he's very very underrated yeah because I mean, the games that they win the commentator picked this up but the games that they win they don't have the possession they just hold their shape well and they know how to defend mm. they just haven't got the quality they don't can't score goals for shit Apart from against us, you know, that's... Well, uh, but that's, you know, that's nothing unique about Brighton, is it? But, um, yeah, that, that tactical substitution, it's, um, comes off. It wasn't a particularly bad match, right? Um, that Zakiri comes on, changes the shape, and they've got three at the back. Um, yeah, four, three midfields, so it's like a three, four, one, two. And they really started piling on the pressure, and, uh, yeah, that, that Trosh, Trossard goal was the, the fruit of that labour. Too easy. And then what, once that goes in, they, they can uh, switch to five at the back and sit sit deep and yeah defend with that five-man line and make things difficult for us. And they chill the game out like that. So, yeah, yeah that's it's what the, you do. It's not... I mean, Brighton aren't a fantastic side. I don't want to... We're making them look better than what they are, with that goal especially, because they look like bloody Barcelona. Mm. But it's just our response from that one, Kevin. It's just not doing enough with the ball. It's just, like I said before, they, don't have, they feel like they've got endless amount of time. They're not urgent enough, not positive enough. And and defensively, we just don't have any confidence at the moment. You can see that in Bednarek. And Forster's distribution again. How many times did he kick the ball out of play under no pressure whatsoever? Yep. It's we couldn't break them down. I knew at that point when we went two one down, there's no way we're going to be able to break them down because all they need to do is hold their shape. We've got nothing. We cannot trouble them whatsoever. And what does Ralph do? He brings on Redmond. Yeah, I mean his options are, are limited, but I mean this is. But what does he? Why does he insist on bringing Redmond on all the time? He's done nothing for weeks. And Brighton were just getting deeper and deeper and allowing us to attack more because they know that we're not going to do anything. It's so fucking sad because I know the only way that we were going to score is from a set piece. We need a penalty or we need a, a piece of magic from Ward Prowse and we weren't going to get it. Well, I mean, you did have a couple of um, free kick chances there, didn't you? I mean, there's one about the hour mark. One at the wall, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I did think that that was deflected and going in, but uh, yeah, that went wide. 
Um, and yeah, Browsey's he's not on the best form for free kicks at the moment. He's not. That's coming at a bad time as well, isn't it? And well, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think just you know, his confidence is is non-existent, really. I I think he was poor today, Kev. More Browse on the ball. I thought he was awful. Just there was nothing. That he he just went, kept going backwards and sideways. He never went forward at all. Diallo was weak as well. Yeah, but Diallo was was playing the ball forward more than Prowse Prowse was, and Armstrong was too. But they're both getting beaten, beaten for the ball. Yeah, this one just really, really hurts. It really does. So many of our players played like shit today. It's a damning indictment that when uh, if Adam Lallana has a good match, you know you're doing something very wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. So that's ten defeats and twelve. I just can't move the ball. And, yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's just backwards. Kept summarised for me. Well, I mean, on the beat, they're described it as, um, as desperate from Saints, but um, I'd go even further. I'd say it's not desperate. You do need effort for desperation, at least. Um, it was just completely uninspiring. I mean, it's just more of the same. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, then even more of the same. Um, Potter showed that he can make a tactical change to switch the formation change tactics that way Ralph um, does like for like subs keeps the same shape tries doing the same thing but with different players um, many of whom have had pretty poor form of late yeah Redmond I can't remember the last time he did something useful um, Gineppo runs hot and cold and Lundaloo on the 87th minute what the fuck's he going to do mm, yeah Man of the match up. I don't think anyone deserves it today. I just feel so let down. But, I mean, I'm going to give it to Adams just because of the mm. only good thing that I remember in the game. And, you know, he's on a scoring run, so Adams for me. But, yeah, no one deserves it. I would... Um, I don't know. I think if anyone has earned it, it, it is Adams. I don't think it was his fault that he was starved of service there. Um, he did... Yeah, he tried something with it. Yeah, that magical goal again. Um, he's back on a goal-scoring run. That's great. Yeah, I didn't give Jay man of the match for the previous match because of that error, so I'll have to give it to him for the Brighton match. OK. Now, we have to go to Bournemouth next week. for. Uh, I know, I just keep on saying this. Every every single week it becomes more and more crucial, but this now it's... Yeah, it's massive. Absolutely massive. So we go to Bournemouth. Um, we're going to check in with Tim uh, and get his thoughts uh, on the upcoming game. Okay, now we'd like to check in with Tim. How are you this week? Oh, I feel like shit. Yeah, I'm guessing it's not just because of the football. (laughs) Yeah, two losses and one too many drinks last night, but I'm making it. I'll make it. Were you on the lash as well yesterday? Kev was as well, yeah. Obviously, Kev's always on the lash. Uh, I just had a few beers. Uh, it's really nice weather now, and, and and just a few too many, and that that's pretty much it. If you can, Tim, can you summarize that Man City game for us? Shit, <laughs> Entertain, enter, entertaining shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was probably the best three loss game I've ever seen them play. Uh, yeah, they man. did a decent. They did a decent job. They had a, a few good strong attacks and and took it to Man City when. Uh, they, like I said, they played, tactically they played well, but they gave up too many mistakes in the long run, and 
it was entertaining, but it was still shit at the same time. So I entertaining think. shit. Um, man of the match? Uh, Ward Prowse. Oh, that makes it all three. All three mm. of us went for, for Jimmy. Um, okay, and try and understand what you're feeling for the Brighton game, because I still don't understand. Uh, morning after shits. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just basically, I, I mean, at this point in time, what the fuck's up here? Like, what's going on? Like, there's, there's, there's something that needs to be attended to. And if it's not a player shakeup, it's tactical or whatever it might be, um, this streak is, is gotta stop. And I don't want to have to be playing the, are we worse than Fulham, Newcastle or Brighton? Well, I guess in this case, Brighton's going to be fine, but are we worse than Fulham or Newcastle to be able to survive? I don't want to have to deal with that. At this stage, no, we're not. No. No. Um, do you, do you want to give them out of the match? Well, me and Kev had to. It was, um, not that, that we wanted to. Jeez, it's really tough. Um, looking ahead, it's probably going to be Adams. He probably put in the biggest, sh- uh, the best shift out of all of them and went three for three. Uh, he's very streaky. I've never seen such a streaky player, uh, before, but he's got seven goals on the year now and a few assists too to, to match. And I mean, if you had, if you would have a 10 or 11 or a 12 goal season as a striker, if he's on, if he's on pace to have that, if he has a 10 goal season, it's all right. Like it's decent. Uh, could have been, it could be a lot worse. Uh, so I'll go with Adams. He's the only one. That, even Armstrong didn't have the best of days too, and he's been our go-to for progressive movements going forward. Yep, um, free for free in goals, and he's got free for free from us, man of the match. So yeah, we all went um, Adams also. Um, Tim, we got an even bigger game. They just seem to be everyone now just seems to be a cup final, doesn't it? But we are playing in the cup uh, next week against Bournemouth. <laughs> Dean Courts. No, I'm not going to call it that because we don't get paid for it. Okay, then, Tim. Yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth currently, they are seventh in the table. Uh, they are five points off of six in that last playoff position. They just got beat by Barnsley 3-2 in the, in the 80th minute. Uh, Daryl Dyke, who is a American player, He's been fantastic for them for the last few games. He's on loan from Orlando City SC. And overall, uh, they've got a Premier League level lineup in some, in some capacity because if you look at top to bottom in their roster, they've got a number of players that have transcended over from their pre last year. But then on top of that, a couple other players that they brought in who have Premier, Premier, Premier League level experience. So while the last, few games haven't been the best for them uh they like i said they just lost to the hottest team in england so it's it's hard to be able to go uh, against barnsley there which is crazy to think about that we're talking about barnsley on this podcast but <laughs> and uh for those who don't or haven't heard of it gaffer.io it's a uh it's a championship uh fantasy league so i've been a huge proponent of that and following that extensively on top of watching an espn plus so Seeing Bournemouth uh, have a ton of players that are decent, you know, that are decent for the championship level and low to mid-tier uh, Premier League level. Uh, the Asmir Begovic, is it Begovic? Is that, is yeah, yeah, Begovic. Yeah. Begovic, uh, he's a cheap offer in goal at 5.6 right now, so he's 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 up there. And then Solanke, who's been 
who basically is what Rian Brewster can really hope to be next year because he's <laughs> actually done. Brewster, don't you? <laughs> Man, if you, uh, this, that's what you gotta do. You know, you do absolute shit in the Premier League for a number of years, for, for so long. And then you come out and you become a top five point leader in, uh, for forwards out there. So Solanke's been doing a decent job over there. Uh, recently their lineup has gone in, but back and forth and flipped, flip flop between a 4-2-3-1 and a 4-3-3. So they've got a few talents in there that, and some names that we're going to recognize. Solanke, like I just mentioned, Philip Billing, uh, they've got Steve Cook, Adam Smith, Lloyd Kelly. Uh, they still got Jefferson Lerma, haven't they? Yes, they do. Jefferson Lerma, they still got them. Stanislaus is still there. Um, so they've got a lot of people that are, uh, Better filtering over from the their, and they right, recently they've been starting a CCV, so Cameron Carter Vickers, uh, who's American as well, uh, but also uh, is on loan from Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And on the bench they've had Sam Surridge, uh, Jack Wilshire, and Chris Meppham, uh, all players who at least can have the quality to play in some capacity and some decent and pretty decent. And of course, then Shane Long is on loan there from us so he won't be able to play in the game just because he's cup tied to us and also that puts down their forward depth they've got a few wingers but they outside of Solanke they really don't have too many people that are stellar up top who can you know can be counted on to score every now and then so expect them to line up in a 4-3-3 with Groenveld, Solanke, Stanislaus up top uh, Jefferson Lerma, Billing, yeah, Lewis Cook, uh, for the, for your midfield, Lloyd Kelly, Steve Cook, CCV, Adam Smith, uh, and then Dagovich in goal, um, cause Long won't start, so they'll have the, they'll have more wingers out there than that. And so they're, they're gonna put their best lineup forward, they're gonna wanna, they're gonna wanna push for us too. So, uh, we last played them in, right at the end of last season, so it was July 19th of 2020. We beat them 2-0 away, and it was kind of like the, the, the nail in the coffin. Danny Ying scored in the 41st minute, but then Che scored in like the 90 plus 2. Uh, it was like a last minute, he like yeah. slid across the field, and everyone was just like, everybody on board was just like, fuck. Yeah, we're getting relegated that. at that point. Like they just knew it, and, uh, which was, uh, it was a, it was a good game for us to realize that we can continue on our positive run, and now look at us, we're on a tailspin. And how we're going to go, what we're looking to do, we're going to field a, a top lineup. There's no reason that we we wouldn't want to go out there full speed. So uh, what you saw today is going to be something we're going to see uh, against them next week. Uh, I don't expect any rotation at all whatsoever from what we've seen uh, today. Maybe one person, maybe Minamino out for uh, somebody else. Then again, I forget, is Minamino cup tied? Uh, yes, he is, yeah. Minamino All right, is, so yeah, so, Minam- so Minamino will be ro- rotated out and Gineppo or something will go in there. Uh, predictions, it's going to be tough. I think we're going to have to take him to penalties, and at that point, it's a, it's just a crapshoot. Um, you oh, you're going for a draw, are you, Tim? Yeah, I'm going for a draw. What, what, nil-nil, 1-1? Uh, they'll go 1-1 one, one, and we'll go with Fraser Foster is going to be in goal. Forster is going to be in goal and he's going to save a, a real shitty, uh, Phil Billing whiff kick or something like that. Okay. Alright. I just want to, just want to knock, knock off on their FA Cup run with you, Kev. I mean, they've managed to get to the quarterfinals by beating Oldham, Crawley and Burnley. 
So only one Premier League team they beat there. And that's they, Burnley. And that's Burnley. Are you going to make it? Are they going to make it too, Kev? Ooh, um, I hope to fuck they aren't. I'm sort of written off Bournemouth a little bit as a a weaker team. You know, they're the weakest team in the cup at the moment. Still. Well, that's arguable. <laughs> still, well, still in it. <laughs> I mean, they're the lowest placed team anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, looking, I'm listening to Tim go through their lineup. Um, yeah, they still got most of the players from the Premier League here who you know managed to stay up each season. So yeah, they've definitely got the power. Fuck, it's not going to be easy. Um, it's not, is it? It's becoming yeah. more. As I said to you, it's becoming more and more important. And I don't think at any stage were any Saints fans, me included prepared to be losing this game or even be thinking about losing this game until today because now I suddenly am I'm thinking this is, we're going to lose this now yeah I mean it, it, about six weeks ago or so or a month ago I mean we were both on quite a poor run of form so but um, they seem to pick it up a little bit with a few wins recently and you know they're still more or less in that um, promotion fight um Whereas, yeah, we're seeing ourselves drawn into a relegation battle, so we've got very, very di- going in very different directions. But, I mean, even throughout that losing streak, the cup matches were the standout performances. We did well. And I, please tell me that I'm right and that uh, we are going to win and come out of this and we're going to win 2 1. Okay, uh, so Tim's going 1 1, Kevin's going 2 1, and I'm going to join you in that one, Kevin. Oh. Um, no one's going with a Bournemouth win. No, I, I, I can't do it. I still can't do it. I still believe that we are different. It is a different team in the cup, isn't it? And I'm just hoping that they can realise that, that you know that the, the, the league form is is so shit at the moment. Yep. The cup form, however, is not. I mean, I wouldn't have fancied us taking on Arsenal right now, but you know we we have overcome far worse than Bournemouth, and I think we can just about sneak it again. I don't think, Tim, I'm going to be able to handle a penalty shootout. So I'm going to say we snatch it before that that, that happens. OK. So, yeah, 2-1 for me. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. OK, welcome to Extra Time. We kick off with predictions. From the City game, I went 4-0, Kevin went 2-0, and Tim went 3-0. Um, all got City wins. Uh, so the scores are now 38 to me, 39 to Kevin and 29 to Tim. Um, and the Brighton game, oh, wow. I mean, none of none of us predicted Brighton to win. So the scores are still the same, 38, 39, 29. Uh, Wife Wars, Gemma stupidly went 1-0 to Saints. Uh, this is the Man City game, by the way. Uh, Marina went 3-1 to City, and Abby went 3-1 to City. So the scores are 24 to Gemma, 21 to Abby, and 19 to Marina. Um, and nobody predicted a Brighton win, so scores remain the same there. Uh, Super 6, uh, round 41 was Kevin Byrne on 17 points. Round 42 was Neil Parsons and Luke Kitterman on 11 points. Uh, the overall lead, Jason Lewis on 342 uh, guys, Fantasy Premier League, how did we get on last week? Um, yeah, I got 61 last week. I had Son and Kane, and I chose the wrong one as captain. Oh, dear. And Tim, how about you? How did you get on last week? Uh, I sucked ass last week. <laughs> um, pulling it up right now, and 
I had 32 points last week. It was terrible. It's absolutely, oh. just, it's absolutely terrible. That's that's all right for me. Making up, making up for it this week, though. Um, well, I got 57 last week, didn't I? Aaron Cresswell on the bench. Ooh. Yeah, I have Aaron Cresswell on the bench. That sucked. Well, do you know what sucked this this week? I have Ben Chilwell is never never playing, so I've left him on my bench and put Alonso in. So Alonso didn't play, Chilwell played, and kept a fucking clean sheet. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh god, why am I 61? Uh, I still want to talk about this week because I had Lewis Duncan in my team. <laughs> oh, well done, Kevin. Every cloud, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all pretty much the same. Uh, Matt Markstone's good. So is Freddie. We're not. Lucy Heiner, still the best. Bobby Brown has come back from the dead again. Our, our performances in fantasy football are pretty much as good as Saints are at the moment. Oh, don't. I didn't think it was that bad. So, our predictions at the start of the season, we did that, if you remember, that championship snake draft. Uh, Tim, do you want to, you know, give us a quick update? So, currently right now, uh, for our championship snake draft, so, at the, well, just to rehash it a little bit, each of us at the beginning got to pick uh, a group of number of teams, so we got we have eight uh, each together, and our goal was to either get the most amount of points scored or the and the, or the best table placement. So we didn't really decide on that at the beginning, but I think I, Kev came up with with it with it, but we I forgot to write it down, so we're gonna have to check with what yeah. Kev said. Okay, but yeah, Do well, it. either way, I'm winning. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Re, uh, looking at it right now, there's for all the the games played and the total points. So, uh, Kevin, you have 304 points. Ray, you have 378. Tim has 416. Uh, so then in reverse, so basically meaning golf scoring for table placement, the lower score is the better. Kevin, you have 117. Ray, you have 95, and I have 88. Kevin, so, you're, you're getting spanked, mate. Well. <laughs> He's God, got it's crap for you, isn't it? <laughs> it? He's got Brentford, and that's pretty much it because he chose Preston, Nottingham, Bristol, QPR, Sheffield Wednesday with the six point. <laughs> we said we said we wouldn't include the. the, the oh, all right. So I get an extra what six Ten. points. Do you get extra six points? Six there. points. Yeah. Like Hang on. That, yeah, but haven't they had that rescinded now? I thought they had it. They, they, they had the 12 points, and now it's six points. That's right. Yeah, they cut it in half, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> he has Millsborough and Wickham, where uh, yeah, I Wickham have... Wickham one of the last, though, so let's, let's not laugh too much at Kevin. So I, I have four of the top seven with Watford, Swansea, Reading, and Bournemouth. Um, Ray, you've got uh, Norwich... And Barnsley. Mm. And Norwich and Barnsley, uh, who are in the top six. Barnsley were a sleeper. Nobody and wanted him. Yeah. Barnsley, I didn't, no one, no one expected them to do anything. I did. They were my second pick. Yeah, a long time ago. A long time yeah. ago. Um, okay, thanks Tim, that's cool. Um, a Russian phrase this week, uh, Kevin. Yeah, just a brief summary of uh, this week's Saint performances. So yeah, this week's Russian phrase is Полная хуйня. Полная хуйня. Wow. Полная, you got to get the ха Полная хуйня. Полная хуйня. Полная хуйня. 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 Good luck, Tim. 
Good luck. <laughs> you have some respect for our language. <laughs> it sounds like it's basically it's like if I just took a shot of vodka and then threw some peanut butter in my mouth, I could probably talk Russian. That would probably be the Russian reaction to having peanut butter after vodka. <laughs> Von okay. And vodka with a peanut with a peanut butter chaser. That actually sounds good. Yeah, yeah I'll stay away from that. <laughs> okay, what does that, what does that mean? Must, when you drink vodka, you must suffer. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, it means total bollocks. How, how appropriate, total bollocks. But Bullshit guys, for our American listeners. Yeah. Yes, I think that is it this week. Uh, next week, Tim, you're 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 going home. I'll be in Chicago, so won't be on the cast, and hope you hope you all have uh, some good time. Yeah, well, let's hope. We've got to beat Bournemouth first, but, uh, yeah, so it'll just be me and Kev next week. So, um, yes, uh, until then, over to Franny and Klaus. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Shower of shine, absolute fuckload of salt. I I getting it completely fucking wrong. Can't defend for shit. It's a fucking weird one. The VAR fuck up for once. So you were gonna absolutely fucking gangbang us anyway. So Jack fucking Stevens. Uh, I feel like shit. Entertaining <laughs> shit. Uh, morning after shits. Shit. What the fuck's up here? Shits. Absolute shit. I hope to fuck they aren't. So shit at the moment. Uh, I sucked ass last week. <laughs> Fucking clean sheet. Thing Shut up, Kevin. Fuck off. Total bollocks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.